And what comes out? What's the what's the point of machlokes lo l'shem shemayim? The people aren't fighting to find the truth. They're fighting because they want to get what they want. There's difference, but when you're fighting to find the truth, that's a great machlokes, and that's the way people should argue. And that means that if we're going to be involved in machlokes l'shem shemayim, it would mean that we not ironically, no matter what side we're fighting in any given time, we don't have no interest in that side in that point being correct. And it's not as hard as you think. It's hard to fight your, for me personally, it's hard for me to fight my personal desire for comfort. Knows I'd always rather be comfortable and happy than uncomfortable and unhappy. So you're right, I always have a vested interest, for example, that the food's kosher, because I want to eat it, that it's not kosher and I can't eat it. And I'm saying, but I don't mean for that point, but philosophically, at least, and that's also a problem, by the way, when you're biased. It's also a problem if you're biased physically, it's also a problem. I uh, mentioned a lot of times I would have, a, after, um, after a long day at the yeshiva, I'd come home, somebody walked me home, uh, and have some discuss something or halacha or whatever the story is, and I would smell my dinner on the stove. When I used to say to listen, you know what? Um, why don't we discuss this in like twenty minutes? Because right now, if I if I if I do this, I think my stomach's going to decide this halacha, you know, because I smell my dinner. I want to eat it. You understand? So I don't want to. Okay, so physically, you don't want to watch out not to be physically biased. But hopefully, let's say you can be in a place where you're not where you're not uh, intellectually or philosophically biased. Whatever it'll be, it'll be. Whatever the halacha will be, it'll be, it'll be that is the halacha. It's not the halacha. It'll be this way. Who cares? Whatever it is, you'll find the truth, and whatever it is, you'll be happy with it. And that's how a person can fight the shayshim, and then you fight strongly for the side you're fighting for, and it's really just taking your role in the debate. That's what you happen to see, or that's, what that's the side you're defending. You defend it with all your strength. And then you should go and defend the other side. My Rebbe literally trained us that way. I hope you, I don't know, I, I, I don't, if I've made it clear, he would make us take one side and fight with all our might for its truth, and then he would make us turn around the next second and fight for the opposite side. And he'd make us go back and forth, back and forth, until he called, it was called, until he had fine flour, until the, the, he had, you defended each side so well that the actual um, difference between the two was the, was the most delicate, you know, hair's breadth of a deciding, uh, deciding factor. And that's the way you learn Torah. That's the, that's the, that's the way, we, who really cares? And I said, the problem is that if you, if you have a vested interest in one way of behaving or maintaining a particular minhag or, or whatever, for that minhag, or psak halacha, whatever it is, you, you're not going to be able to argue the shame shalai because it's not the point. You always have to, if you're going to argue and tell you, take the possibility that you're wrong. Period. It could be this way, it could be that way. If you're not willing to do that, it's, not, it's going to be hard to be the shame shalai. Shame shalai means you're searching for the truth. That's what I always loved about the, about the base medrash, as opposed to other places, or a real, what I call a real base medrash, not, sometimes you have people gathered in their books, but it's not a base medrash. But in a real base medrash here, it was usually on the street, two people are on two sides of the fence arguing, each side for their side. In a base medrash, everybody's on the same side. The people screaming and yelling at each other are all fighting for the same thing. They're all on the same side trying to get to the truth. Okay, you, you be the, you be the, uh, you be Beisham, okay, you be Sil. That's how we used to do it. You, you're Russian, you be him. Here, and then they reverse the roles. He'd make you fight with all your might for one side, then with all your might for the other side. Or he would take one side and scream and yell with you and then he'd take the opposite side to find the truth. That's, and that's, that's, the, that's the way it goes. But if you're not open to that possibility, um, then it's hard, to, it's hard to learn Torah and it's hard to ever have an argument for the right reason. Um, I, I, I feel that a lot of the uh, talk today, they talk about achtus and achtus makes you puke. You know, because they don't mean achtus. They don't really mean achtus. They mean, uh, they mean leave us alone this is what they mean. Let's leave each other alone this. Everybody leave each other alone. You're good, I'm good, you're right, he's right, she's right, they're all right. That's not achtus, that's, uh, that's weakness. 
It's nothingness. It's hate, hate. It's hatred. Thus, which is what I'm not willing to. I'm not willing to entertain the possibility that I'm wrong. That's what it is. It's not achdus. Or, huh? Or, or like I said, or like I right, thank you. Or like I said, a few, remember, a few months ago, he doesn't really love the other guy. Doesn't care. He's right as long as he's right. He doesn't care. Doesn't care about the other guy. That's, that's also that's not that's also not the. You don't care enough to correct the other person. Either way, that's why. Thank you. I said I said you know bunch over here in the last one. One or the other. So we have to look to be l'shen shemayim, and that's the point. I mean, remember, I tried to I tried to say as I've explained that since a right thinking person has no true morality except for what God says. So we don't really care about anything except for what God says. Who cares? At least philosophically, you shouldn't really care about anything. If you do, then you've got a problem with bias. You understand? It's, if it's, it's humanly difficult to, be, to not be biased by your body. I say, I'd always rather be happy, you know, satisfied, having a good time, not unhappy, not unsatisfied, and having a bad time. And so you have to watch yourself that, you, that, you don't, that your physical uh, desires and, and uh, don't... don't uh, don't uh, twist your thinking. But, but, but okay, which I understand, but after that, they really, you, I, I try to say, I used to want to claim, I say, Yeshiva wanted to call it the zero Yeshiva in Eretz Yisrael. I want people who, have a z- who, 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 who always at ground zero. Let's see, I don't know. Well, everything's possible. Maybe we should, maybe we shouldn't. Maybe we should kill a guy, maybe we shouldn't. I don't know, let's see. Let's see what the truth is. I'm not attached to any particular side. Let's see. No, we're attached. Okay, the Gemara, the Chazal said, if you're on you're supposed to try and save the guy. Okay, that's true. But whatever God said, not because I said it, because God said it, whatever God said, that's what I'm doing. That's not really, that's not really the point. Say now, whatever Hashem is the uh, point. To have a thing, like I said, Tefillin, if Hashem said, we're Tefillin, I'm wearing Tefillin. I like Tefillin because God likes Tefillin. If he doesn't like Tefillin, then I don't like Tefillin. What if, what if Hashem comes in? It's not going to happen. Hashem comes in and says, Tefillin's canceled. So what do you mean? Hashem such a beautiful mitzvah. I got to do it. I got it. Wait a minute. Wait. Hashem said, no, I forget it. I'm, 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 I'm not into feeling anymore. I don't like it anymore. Imagine Hashem comes up with it. He says, I've had it. Mitzvahs, they make me puke. I've had it with the mitzvahs. No more. What, are we going to go on strike and say, I'm going to do mitzvahs? I want to do mitzvahs? They were only, they were only mitzvahs that God said. That's all. God doesn't like them anymore. It's not going to happen. If we don't like them, I don't like them. I'm not attached to mitzvahs for any more reason than God is. I don't love the mitzvahs more than I love God. I only love the mitzvahs because I love God, period. I can say that unequivocally. I don't love the mitzvahs at all, except for the fact that I love God. Period. What are mitzvahs? The only value of the mitzvahs is God said. So therefore, the only reason I would want to be involved in anything is because that's the will of God. So my whole goal then should be, okay, we're all human, we get stuck, we get to be up, uh, we have... Uh, Problems of e- egotism and all kinds of things, but that's, that's what we strive all our lives to get out of. The Hazem Sofer was the, he was the go-to person in his time from all over the world. They would write him for halachas. He based, but they did would write him and have, them, have him review their, uh, their conclusions to see if he agrees with them. And apparently he would get these letters from everywhere and he would fire off an answer and give it to his son to post. So I read this inside. So the son one time he said, he said, oh, you know, okay, he knew his father was the was the god Ladar, but still he said, he said, he said, how do you, you know, just one, two, you fire off an answer, you're not afraid. So he said to him, he said, he said three things to him. He said, one, he said, look, I learned, I, I prepared myself, I studied, you know, I worked hard. He said, all the years I taught publicly, I didn't teach from gaiva, I didn't teach from conceit. That was point two, and point three, he said, look, they have to ask somebody. 
He said, and I happen to be the guy, you know, they're, they're, I have, it's my job to answer them, he said. You know, says, you know, he's always going to, you know, he has a, there's like a siyata, I assume we're not there, we don't remember the end of the line. But, uh, and he said to him, you're going to see that I'm always right. He said, even if the particular proof that I wrote in the letter that you post is not correct, I'm going to be right anyway from another place. I read that when I was a kid. I was stunned by it. But if you think it over, it kind of makes sense. He didn't say he's guessing. He knew his stuff. He'd studied well. He was a master. He said all the years he taught publicly didn't teach him Gaiva. And he said he happens to be in this role. This is the role God gave him. He for all those reasons he's going to be correct. And he doesn't have to worry about it. And he said, even if maybe you may be right, maybe, maybe the particular proof I wrote in this letter won't be the one, but I'm going to be right anyway. So it's always going to be correct. Okay. But you're going to stand. So that's a different story. But if, the, if your goal is the will of God, it's a whole different story than when your goal is to, to reach a certain conclusion. If your goal is to reach a conclusion, then that has nothing, really nothing to do with the Torah. If your goal is to find out what God said, then we're always going to be in the right place, and that's not going to last. Just go. Thank you.